When I was 28 years old, I met my father for the very first time. My father's a multimillionaire in Beverly Hills, California. We have the exact same name. He left my mother and I when I was one. When I finally met him, when I was 28, he told me that when my 24-year-old Greek mother got pregnant, having a child was not what he wanted. And that he asked my mom to reconsider having me. Rock City is here for a reason and a purpose. People are hurting, dying, broken. People are lost and without hope all around us. It was because of the love of the Lord that he rescued me and he rescued you. And now he calls us to rescue others. He calls us to rescue those that are hopeless, without life, imprisoned, lame, blind, deaf, in addiction, depressed, fearful, divorced. And I could go on, but we're here for a reason and we're here for a purpose. And though that's a very heavy topic that Bree talked about today, we can't turn a blind eye to the reality of what's happening in our nation. We have a responsibility. Just picketing and going out in the streets and fighting, that's not the answer. The answer is love, and the answer is what's already been done, what's already been provided. You see, a way out has been provided for all of us. People don't know it. When Jesus said it's finished on the cross, everything you could ever need or want or desire has already been provided for you. And the enemy's working on overtime to blind the hearts and the minds of children and the generations. Blind the hearts and minds of parents so that the way they love and treat their children and treat one another wouldn't be the way he loved us. And it was all because of the cross. Everything about the cross represents love. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave because he loved you. The Bible says that we love because he first loved us. Love is already available, and it's true love. It's not love that the world gives. And sadly, people in this world are looking for love in all the wrong places. But we have an answer and we have a hope. We have a promise. And that promise is because of the cross. If it wasn't for the cross, our lives would be hopeless. If it wasn't for the cross, we would have no way out the first time we chose to come to him. And if it wasn't for the cross, we'd have no outs Time and time and time again when we choose to come to him. If it wasn't for the cross, true love wouldn't be possible. Love for myself and love for you. And if it wasn't for the cross, there would be no such thing as family. If it wasn't for the cross, you would get what you deserve. 
having gone to jail so many times in my past, even when I was a teenager, when I would go to jail, I would just take it because I knew I was breaking the law and it was what I deserved. But you see, Jesus paid a price so that we wouldn't get what we ultimately deserved. When we lived a life for self as con artists, when we lived a life of fleshly pursuits, when we lived a life of seeking everything for ourselves and using anyone that got in our way for us to get there, when we lived that life, Jesus died on the cross so that you wouldn't have to pay the punishment and the price that you deserve for what you did. When you burned everything down and you failed miserably, when drugs wreaked havoc in your life, when sexual pursuits wreaked havoc in your life, when drugs and alcohol wreaked havoc in your life, when depression and anxiety wreaked havoc in your life, Jesus would pay the price so that you wouldn't have to keep living that way nor receive the punishment that you deserved. If it wasn't for the cross, I could never endure another day because every day I'm in desperate need of his forgiveness and his kindness and his grace and his mercy and his love every day. And if there was no cross, I'd have no out. So when I fail tomorrow or today or yesterday, I'd have no place to turn and I would be hopeless. Without the cross, you would have no hope for the future. And without the cross, most of us, if not all of us, would be dead. Because of the cross, we can rescue the mother contemplating the abortion of her child. And because of the cross, we can comfort and heal the mother who already has. Because of the cross, we can heal the marriage on the verge of divorce. And because of the cross, marriage can be everything we ever hoped for and desire it to be. There's hope for the hopeless. There's life for the lifeless. There's comfort for the crushed. And there's healing for the oppressed. And there's strength for the broken. And because of the cross, the lame can walk and the blind can see. The captives can be set free. Because of the cross, we're dead to sin, but we're alive in Him. And every principality, every demon in hell that hates you, every lying spirit that wants to oppress you, every attack that the enemy could throw at you, Jesus put to an open shame. A public spectacle was made of them. And he defeated them and put them to an open shame. He triumphed over the enemy, over the sickness that tries to plague our lives. The fear and the worry and the anxiety 
that keeps us up in the middle of the night. The shame that isolates us and the noises of confusion that whisper in your ear. All because of the cross. And it's the cross that saved me in my darkest hour. When I should have been in prison today or six feet under the ground in a grave. When I lived for my own selfish pursuits and used girls and drugs and a lifestyle of selfish gain to get my way. When I should have been dead, he rescued me. When I had no hope, and no real friends. When all my friends abandoned me when I wasn't the fun party guy anymore. When I was left all alone in a prison cell, Jesus rescued me. When I couldn't see my future and I had no hope in my life, when I was hopeless, when I was without strength, when I was at my very, very end, he rescued me, and he can rescue you today. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Every one of us, every one of us like sheep, all of us have gone astray. We have turned every one of us to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He could have easily fought back. He had all the power and the ability from heaven to fight back. He didn't do anything wrong or deserving of what he faced, the agony and the punishment and the blood and the sweat and the tears and the pain. He didn't deserve that. The Bible says he was sinless. But he took it because of his love for us. Because he knew and he understood what would come if he could endure that cross? I love Isaiah 53. And I would encourage all of you to take time and time and time again to always come back to Isaiah 53, to put things into perspective. You see, the cross puts things into perspective every day of our life. In verse 8, he was beaten. He was beaten. And he was cut off from the land of the living for our transgressions because of what I did, because of the way I lived, 
because of the way you lived, because of the desperate need of what Adam did and Eve did in the garden. Verse 9, he did nothing wrong but suffered as if he had. Verse 10, it actually pleased the Lord to bruise him, to put incredible grief on him, not because the father is a child abuser, but because he knew it would cost the life of his son to redeem all of humanity. And because of love, he knew the result of the cross. He had made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon. He made covenant promises. And Jesus would have to go to the cross to see his seat and that covenant promise actually fulfilled to all of us. That's why it would be God's pleasure and God's delight because the Lord knew that if Jesus could endure the cross, if he could make it and not give up, if he could take the weight and the punishment that you deserved upon himself, then that death would produce supernatural life. The pleasure and the delight for all of us, the nations, sons and daughters, millions and millions and millions of people all over the world, born again to this day, and every day, life is being reproduced. One man's life would harvest the nations and produce a family, a real family, what it should really look like, of what real love is. And in his hand, he would be given every promise. In his nail-pierced hand that's stuck on the cross for all of us, we would be given to him. Verse 11 Jesus would see the fruit of his suffering and pain and feel the most ultimate satisfaction beyond your imagination. By what he did, through the pain, through the suffering, the reward and the result would bring the most incredible satisfaction to him and now brings true satisfaction to us. All because of the cross. And now, there's something available for all of us, and it's called justification. To be justified means to look to Him for righteousness, to turn to Him, to be, to be made right, to be vindicated, and then to receive it for ourselves and be made just, because there's no justice until we're made just. To be justified means to be saved and vindicated and to be made right who you were always intended and created to be. It means to become just in your conduct and in your character. So now what you once did, the way you once lived, you no longer live that way anymore, and it's only because of His grace. For by grace you're saved. It's God's everyday empowerment that rescued you then 
rescues you today, and rescues you tomorrow. It's by grace. And it's a free gift because Jesus finished it on the cross. He did it for you. He did it for me, and he did it for all of mankind. So now, anyone that comes to the cross and looks to him and believes is made just, which is the answer to 125,000 abortions a day, which is the answer to human trafficking in your backyard, which is the answer to porn addiction, which is the answer to gang violence, which is the answer to a fatherless generation, which is the answer to the pedophiles and the children being abused. You have an answer. And he made you something. And every day we can come to that answer and be made stronger to save marriages, to end divorce. Because he promised that he'd never leave you or forsake you. Every day we can come to the power of that cross and what it did for our lives and be made justified when you failed last night. And when you fail tomorrow morning, and when you screw it all up and burn it all down and you feel in shame and like a failure, like some of you might feel this morning, Jesus paid the price. Verse 12, because of what he did, because he's poured out his soul to death. And because he stood in the gap forever making intercession, then and now, the cross was the ultimate intercessory step for all of mankind. For eternity. The elders and the saints and the living creatures and the multitudes like the sea of glass and the martyrs under the throne in heaven right now are praising the Lamb who was worthy to be slain. And the Bible says that there's a river. There is a fountain. There is a blood that flows from Emmanuel, God with us. His veins are flowing today for you and for me in our darkest, most broken, most weakest, most failure moment. And it's because of what he did that we are made great. Look at the scripture. It's because of what he did that we are made strong. Peter tells us that Jesus is our example in our weakest, most darkest, most hurting, most broken hour. Jesus is. And we look to him as an example. And we're not afraid to suffer even for doing good, for it's normal to suffer when you know you did something wrong. And the world says, you made your bed, now lie in it. You're a failure. You deserved it. You broke the law. That's what the world says. But because of Jesus' life that was poured out, he makes you strong. Because of his life that was poured out, he makes you great. And because of that, you can endure suffering and hardship for doing the right thing. Even working for employers or bosses or authorities or jacked up governments. 
because God calls us to endure even that suffering and shame because it pales in comparison to what Jesus did. And we look to the Lord as our example. We look to him as the overseer of our souls. We look to him as the one that triumphed over death, hell, and the grave and now put all things under our feet because of the cross. When Jesus was on trial, accused and mocked and blasphemed and slandered, when people lied about him and gave false witness about him, he didn't defend himself and he didn't say a word because he knew what he had to do. And now to this day, we are the representatives of Christ on earth, bearing our cross in love for the lives of millions. And if I die, I will produce a supernatural harvest and a legacy. If I die, millions and millions of people will come to know Jesus. If you die, the promise and the purpose and the legacy that God has laid upon your life will produce a supernatural harvest of promise. Every dream, every desire, everything you long for, everything you've ever wanted, everything you were created for, lies at the cross. Because from that place comes resurrection power. From that place, Paul said, you will discover there's power. And it's power in God, not in man. Power to live the way he called you to live. Power to love the way he called you to love. Power to treat others the way you should. Power to overcome. And that's why Paul said the message of the cross is foolishness. And the message of the cross will cause you to not put your trust in man, but in the power of God. And the greatest power that comes from the cross is the ability to live the way God called you to live. It's the greatest power. We begin where he ended. His end is our beginning. And our end is his beginning. And if you're at your end today, if you feel distant, if you're struggling, if you have strife and division in your marriage, if you feel alone, if you feel ashamed, if you toss and turn all night because your mind won't stop and you have no peace in your life, if you're anxious and afraid and depressed, if you burned everything down to the ground, he died for you. And the cross stands here today for all of us to come to. And for some of us, it may be the first time. There's no drive-by cross, guys. There's no drive-by cross. But for some of us, we may need to return back because you have forgotten. And it's easy to forget sometimes, isn't it? It's easy to forget just how brutal Jesus 
was beaten and scourged in agonizing pain, all because of you, because of his love for you. He took it because he loves you. He took it so you could sleep at night. He took it so you wouldn't live a life of fear. He took it so that you could be free from addiction. He took it so you'd find satisfaction and love in him, not another click on the computer. He took it so you could have a family. He took it so you could find a mother and father that you never had. He took it to heal you when you were a murderer, a cheater, a liar. That's what I was. And my end became his beginning. And I want his beginning every day of my life. Every day. We have to come to the cross. We have to look to the cross. And even when the enemy, who's seeking to devour and kill you and destroy you, even though he's been defeated, he's still on this earth as the God of the spirit of the sage. And he still snake bites. Doesn't he? But someone has been raised up on a pole. Someone was raised up on a tree. Someone was given so that we could be healed of those snake bites. Because there's constant love. There's constant forgiveness. It's constantly outpouring. Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's time to arise and it's time to awaken from our sleep and our slumber. Arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord has come. This is your time. This is our time. We were created for such a time as this. And when the government of the world shuts down, there's another government. Yeah! Yeah. Woo! The government rests upon his shoulders. It's the kingdom of God that's available to all of you. When Jesus showed up on the scene, the first thing he preached was change the world of the devil to walk in fear, worry, anxiety, hopelessness. And it's why we put our trust in God. It's why we now put our trust in God and not man's system. And we are defiant to the spirit of this age. Defiant like Jesus was. Because everything tried to get Jesus to not go to that cross. Even his own disciples. Didn't they? Jesus would say over and over again, I'm going to die. I'm going to that cross. And the disciples would be more self-absorbed and self-consumed by the immediacy of their needs and their life and their position and their stuff. Don't be like that. Jesus would constantly have a death threat on his life. And the Bible says anyone who desires to live a godly life will suffer persecution. But it's awesome. And it's hard. But you see, we don't love our lives unto the death anymore. Your life's not your own. It's not about the next shirt or the next shoe or the next paycheck or the next thing or the next job or the next accolade or comfort from the 
world. It's about family, life, love, and the power of God to rescue others. This is what it's about. We don't lose sight. We're not out to build a kingdom unto ourselves. We're out to help him build his kingdom. All because of the cross. And I know it's hard. Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. But we would have an example. We would have a pattern. Life is tough. Curveballs come at us from all directions. And the enemy hates you and wants to kill you. But if we submit to God and resist the devil, guess what he'll do? Because he's already defeated. And he may come back again time and time again, but the good news is there's always a cross. There's always a cross. And that's why it gives me hope for tomorrow, hope for tonight. It gives me a future because of what Jesus did. And it's the greatest message of eternity. Because until we know the resurrected, I'm sorry, the crucified Christ, we won't know the resurrected Christ. Until we know the crucified us, we won't know the resurrected us. And that's why I came to the cross. And so this morning, I'm inviting all of you to come to the cross. Every one of us. This is the message. This is how it all begins. And this is where it continues. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. And now, no matter what you go through, no matter what you're facing today, I promise you there's hope. There's resurrection life available to anyone that comes to the cross and lays their life down. You can be forgiven for the worst of the worst. You can be forgiven for the darkest of the darkest. You can be forgiven for your greatest failures. He took it. He bore it on the cross. And today, I'm inviting you, if you're sick, by his stripes you're healed. If you've gone astray, he's the great shepherd. If you're living a life of addiction, hurt, pain, Break the shame out. We're here to help you. And the cross was given to save you. Let's all stand.